Faith, family, freedom, hope, and opportunity. You're listening to Freedom Rings. I'm your host, Senator Marsha Blackburn. Welcome to another podcast of Freedom Rings, and so delighted that you all are joining us today to meet another Happy Warrior Freedom Fighter, and you are going to love her story, Oklahoma Born and Bred, Oklahoma Educated, and now representing Oklahoma in the U.S. House of Representatives, Stephanie Bice, and get the name right here, Stephanie Bice, who is from Oklahoma City. And Stephanie, I want you to talk a little bit about how growing up in Oklahoma, growing up in a family that is active, how this influenced you and brought you into the political arena. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Senator, for having me on uh, the show. You know, my parents were actually not very politically engaged growing up. I, um, I actually, my father is an immigrant to this country. Right. Uh, my parents were divorced when I was young, and really, politics was not something that was of interest to them. I think when but I but the American dream was a big deal. That is exactly in your family. Right. That is exactly yes. right. My father came here for a better life. He came here for an education, and really, um, you know, epitomizes the American dream. Uh, came here for with no money and started um, a, a six very successful business. And I think that was really um, a testament to me that you can do anything in this country that you want to do if you put your mind to it. And so for me, politics was not on the radar, but in 2014, I was approached about running for the Oklahoma State Senate, uh, ran in Senate District 22 in Oklahoma City, won that seat. And one of the reasons I did it was we needed more women, conservative women serving in the state legislature. We had uh, six women in uh, the Senate out of 48 and 13 in the House out of 101. Um, and so uh, we were 49th in the country for female legislators. And as the mom of two daughters, mm-hmm. I thought it was a great opportunity to do something big and bold and outside the box and show my girls not to do uh, be afraid to do the same. Well, and that is, uh, is, I think, so important for women to realize they can do this and they don't have to wait to be invited to the table and i think you may agree that that's really uh, one thing that i learned is that we women don't necessarily see themselves in these roles they don't aspire to these roles they have to be asked and i and i really hope that uh you know the women that come um, behind us recognize step up because you have just as many qualities and capabilities and insights um, as your male counterparts. That is so true. And coming from a family that uh, saw opportunity and took an action on that opportunity, exercised that opportunity, talk about how that gave you just that little bit of spunk to Abs- get in there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I feel like I've always had um, a drive and a, a tenacity to just kind of do do you know whatever I thought was uh, 
was in, you know, was something different and fun and, and exciting. My husband sort of joked at one point that I may have professional, you know, ADD because I kind of go from one thing to the other. Um, but I really found my place in politics. I love um, engaging with people. I really like trying to find solutions to problems. And this gave me that opportunity. And I think um, coming from an entrepreneurial um you know, father who had started many, many businesses, some that were successful, many that were not, showed me also don't be afraid to fail because mm-hmm. it's not all it's not all, you know, um, rainbows and unicorns. Sometimes it's tough and you have to have the strength and tenacity to kind of carry on. Yes. You know, one of the things I would tell my children as they were growing up was there is no such thing as a failed test. <laughs> So tell me what you learned from this situation. There you go. And uh, because many times we learn more from our failures and it leads us to those successes. And sometimes it emboldens us to realize that we're going to live to fight another day. That's it. And, of course, when you talk about the American spirit, that is one of the things that is so vitally important. So you're busy at home. You are uh, doing your daily routine. You're tending to those girls, wife, mom, serving in the state Senate. And then, (laughs) well, uh, in 2018, um, Republicans lost our uh, congressional seat to a Democrat. And I happened to be at the um, state GOP watch party. We were electing a new governor. It was an exciting night. And I walked out of our uh, Senate, little Senate war room, watching our state Senate races. And people started saying, you ready to run? And I said, run for what? And I just ran for, for re-election in the state Senate and won. And they said, you got, you got to run for this congressional seat. We need our seat back. And... Um, Never in my wildest dreams did I think that uh, running for Congress would be uh, part of my journey. But I think, you know, God works in mysterious ways. I said no at first. And then I reevaluated and recognized that I had an opportunity to really um, do something, you know, great for my state. So I announced in April of 2019. And I could probably write an interesting book about what it's like to run a congressional race during a global pandemic. <laughs> so, Well, and that's how the 2020 races went, yeah. uh, learning how to do things differently. And as you have worked in elective office, uh, what are the issues that take that draw your attention that you're really wanting to say, I can help fix this? Sure. I think there's several things. One thing I learned working for uh, the family business, I ended up working with my father for almost a decade, uh, is that government bureaucracy is exhaustive. You saw it with GSA contracts that we were uh, engaged in. You saw it on the state level with, um, you know, tax issues. You see it in every form of government. And I think for me, I really wanted to find ways that I could uh, reduce those burdens on business. The reality is small businesses, as uh, Carly Fiorina would say, are is the secret sauce to America. 
And we've got to make sure that we're helping our small business owners do what they do best. And that is grow our economy, you know, provide job, you know, quality jobs to, to uh, Americans um, and, you know, put food on the table for their families. And so for me, that's been a big focus. I also have a huge passion for the military. That may be why I am uh, on the House Armed Services Committee currently. I was born on November 11th, which is Veterans Day. So I feel like I have a connection and I really want to do what I can to help our military servicemen and women and vets. That is wonderful. Um, When you think about freedom and, of course, um, looking at your family background, um, an immigrant family who comes and says, I've got what I need, which is opportunity and a shot. So talk about what freedom means to your family and talk a little bit about your dad. The pride just must swell. Absolutely. You know, my father immigrated here from Iran in 1970 before the revolution. And he came here for a better life. He came here for opportunity, as you said. He came for an education first, um, decided to go to college and realized that, um, you know, there was so many there's such great potential here. And, you know, you look back at um, what's happened in the country since he left. It's a very oppressive regime. You do not have the ability to, um, you know, speak your mind when it comes to the government. You don't have the ability in many cases to practice your own religion. Um, these are really oppressive things that he recognized are uh, challenges. And one of the great things about this country and You know, I think that Americans have forgotten how great we have it. You know, we truly are live in a in a the best country in the world, and we have so many blessings here. And part of that is you can exercise exercise your right to speak out against your government. Mm -hmm. I can go to you know Ash Wednesday service um, and and have ashes distributed and proudly wear a cross on my head. You don't have those abilities in other countries. And I hope that especially young Americans recognize the freedoms that they um, that they currently have. And as we see what's happening in Ukraine and you hear my freshman classmate, uh, Victoria Sparts, talk about um, don't give up those freedoms, because if you do, you will never get them back. Yes, and she has been spectacular in the way she has uh, yes, stepped up during this Russia Ukraine conflict and the war crimes that Russia is carrying out against Ukraine. Okay, Um, conservative women that have helped you and inspired you, and then how do you inspire your daughters? Oh, that's a great question. Conservative women that have inspired me, I think the first real conservative woman that caught my attention was Condoleezza Rice. Secretary Rice, for some reason, was just, she's so brilliant. Uh, She's so thoughtful. And for me, um, I was just drawn to her. And I've had the great pleasure now of meeting her several times in the last year. And it has been such a joy. But I also have women back home that have been great role models. Um, Our governor, Mary Fallon, um, who I got to know when I served, you know, really, she was um, first female governor to serve in Oklahoma. And showed, you know, what you can do if you put yourself out there. Um, My dear, dear friend, A.J. Griffin, um, who was in the state legislature with me, 
really um, showed me the path, uh, and I'm so incredibly grateful for her um, leadership and, and wisdom. And as far as showing my girls, I, I hope that I have instilled in them the ability to um, take a chance, take a risk, but also stand for something, stand for your values, stand for your um, principles. I have one daughter in college um, and one that is getting ready to go to college in the fall. So we'll be empty nesters. And my youngest daughter is uh, unfortunately for good, bad or indifferent, becoming a politico. <laughs> she loves <laughs> she loves the, the political life. As a matter of fact, she's paging back home in the state Senate this week and having a blast. Uh, working with my colleagues and wants to come to D.C. and um, intern here uh, at some point um, in the future. Awesome. And our audience can find you where on social media? Absolutely. You can find me uh, on social media at um, Stephanie Bice on Twitter and uh, vote Stephanie Bice on um, Facebook. And uh, love to have you to connect with you out there and um, share with you some of the thoughts that I have as a freshman legislator, female freshman legislator, president of the freshman class. There you <laughs> go. Well, Stephanie, I'm thrilled that you have joined us for Freedom Rings and you're going to find Freedom Rings wherever you pull down your podcast and you will find me online at Vote Marsha. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Freedom Rings. You can follow me on Twitter at Vote Marsha, Facebook at Marsha Blackburn for Senate, and on Instagram at Team Marsha. And you can always find us online at MarshaBlackburn.com. The Freedom Rings podcast is edited and produced by Jared Cummings, executive producers are Conservative Partnership Center and Marsha Blackburn. Together, we make Freedom Ring.